Hello, and welcome to UX Soup, a short-form podcast that looks beyond the buzzwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experience of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, and on the go. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global research and consulting firm providing our clients with insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Chris Schreiner, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Lisa Cooper. Hello. Hello. So on today's podcast, we wanted to talk about interactive voice ads. Mm. So traditionally, advertisements have been very passive. You watch a video, they pitch a product to you, you skip it, you don't pay attention, you go get a drink, whatever. So over the years, ads have become a bit more interactive, so you could proactively click on a on an advertisement link you can Mm -hmm. have a conversation with a chat bot for a a company to order products or get more information right voice ads now are going to be the the next step it's taking that into a voice experience so we've got a clip of an example to show from a company called instramatic that is behind some of these voice ads so let's play that clip play that clip Introducing Voice Ads by Instramatic. Imagine you're listening to an audio app, and instead of hearing a typical 30-second commercial, you would hear an invitation to a dialogue. Hey there, this is your favorite coffee shop, Espresso Joe's. How would you like to skip the line this morning and have a free hot cup of coffee waiting for you? Yeah, I'd love that. Great, just download our app and we'll take care of the rest. So that's part of it. And of course, they might say no at that point. They might not want the coffee at the particular time. But these ads are supposed to be intelligent to understand your history of interacting with it. So for instance, if you didn't want coffee that time, the next time the ad might pop up, it might try and do something different. It's us again. We know you're not a coffee lover. How about trying our tea for two offer? Yes, tell me more. So we've looked a lot over the years at at voice HMI, uh, chatbots, uh, these types of interactions. So we thought it would be a good idea in, in this episode to kind of walk through this experience of voice advertisement to see, is it useful? Could it actually work? Where might some of the, the issues come up? I have a question. Yes. So which use cases would this be used in? It's an audio ad? In the example they give, it's an audio ad. I imagine it could be a visual ad too, if you had a an avatar or something like that for the the video element of it. So would it interrupt you during uh, you're listening to Spotify or something like that, and then it will pipe up, go to Hey Espresso Joe's. Yes, I could see it in the car, where so, you're okay, kind so of in the trapped car. in an environment. You're trapped. And <laughs> you know, you're listening. Normally, if you're listening to the radio, if you're listening to Spotify in the car, you don't get to skip adverts. You have to listen to them. So I see that we have kind of a captive audience. I see that as being a good use case for this. If you're watching Netflix or something like that on the sofa, that might be a little bit more difficult to do. So would this, would you find this in an, a navigation app? I think that you could see this in a, in a music player app, potentially in a navigation app, although there are other ways of having advertisements there in terms of, having a you know an icon or point of interest show up you know those might be more helpful than just having a voice ad come out of nowhere mm. when you get into your navigation system 
I don't know. I mean, it could happen in a nav system where if you make a business your destination, then an ad in mm, that could be ad useful. Could yeah, yeah, I could see that being useful. But I, I see an issue with it, given that we're so bombarded with advertisements anyway. You're getting getting commercials on TV. You're getting commercials uh, in our environment. You're getting commercials in email, social media. And now it's going to interrupt you verbally as well. Yes. When you're listening to music and you're just chilling out, it, mm-hmm. it just seems a little, I, I I would wonder what the response would be given that we're so flooded as it is. Well, you know, everybody loves adverts, adverts to begin with. Right, There's right. nothing we'd rather do than to sit and watch or listen to advertisements. Right, so, so hey, this sounds great. So now you've got an audio version that can interrupt you. I'm thinking anything audio like navigation when you go to a museum and you get those self-guided tours, those are audio. Are you yeah. going to be bombarded with these audio <laughs> adverts? Stop by the gift shop on your way out. Would you like a free? Well, yeah, pin? I mean, I could, if it's tastefully done, that's the thing. If it's done, if it's done in a way that makes sense and isn't interrupting private moments, perhaps that could be useful. It needs to be relevant. Yeah. There are, there are several things in there uh, that, we should kind of pull apart and talk about for a bit. I think one people don't really necessarily want to be forced into an interaction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how do we? How would they know? How would they choose when to play this? If I'm listening to media, it's it. A lot of times, it's a passive experience. I could be on a train, or a bus, or in my car, or. You know, I I just want to passively experience media. I don't want to be forced into having some kind of interaction with something. And I think that that's going to be a huge hurdle. So you have to respond to the ad. You have to respond. There's no way to skip it or... Well, that that was one of the other issues. So what do you do with a non-response? I think a lot of people would just try and ignore it. Mm-hmm. And a typical voice interaction it'll say i'm sorry i didn't hear anything would you like a free coffee <laughs> so it gives you a second chance time. to say it's uh, typically three three times three chances so you're literally harassed <laughs> now, i mean essentially you that is you're harassed i mean it would be like walking yes. down the street and a vendor continually asking you do you want to buy this do you want to buy this do you want to buy this it would be I've that got some watches here for you. Yeah, yes. yeah. It would be that annoying. Yes. <laughs> so now on, on a YouTube video, you have like the five seconds that you have to watch, and then you could click the button to skip the ad. Also annoying. Yes. <laughs> to be interrupted while you're trying to stream video. Yes. Or Given watch that TV. it's free, we kind of put up with it, but it's there's a mechanism in there to be able to skip it right. after a certain point. Exactly. But it's unclear what would happen with the kind of non-response in mm. this case. So it has to be it has to be relevant to the task that you're doing, and it needs to be appropriately placed, and it needs to be something that you're not forced to interact with. And it also needs to be take in mind the task that you're doing with it that's right. appropriate to be interrupting people. Right. So, for instance, if you're in a car. You want to make sure that your advertisement isn't going to be coming in at a inopportune time, at a time when you're very distracted or, or there's high cognitive workload when you're driving. Right. 
Or you're or, trying to navigate and you need to, yeah, or you're, you're trying next, to listen to your directions. Yeah, your exactly. next navigation direction is coming up in the next five seconds and will get interrupted by this dialogue. Right. So typically in any voice interaction, we have to deal with error recovery. So what, because voice is never 100% accurate. There could always be a child in the backseat that screams out or the person coughing or some other ambient noise that messes things up. The error recovery part from these ads is also tricky because one, you're already kind of stepping out on a limb and potentially annoying people by giving them this ad and forcing them to interact when they might not want to. And then maybe they say that they do want the coffee, but you interpret that as not this time. And now suddenly are you not able to make that interaction with that customer, but now you've annoyed them because they thought they were trying to get it. You know, there, there's a lot more at stake when it comes with errors. And that's an issue when we're talking about a voice dialogue in this context. It now becomes a brand perception issue. Well, I think about people with accents. I mean, I, notoriously, I can't use these kinds of systems. Mm-hmm. They always trip up over my accent. You know, you think about all the different ranges of accents and dialects, and it needs to be really good in order for there to be success with something like this. But even so, I just think the whole premise of it, I mean, just think if you're navigating in a car and and this thing keeps popping in and saying, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. <laughs> can you repeat? <laughs> or, well, can we interest you in something else? You know, it, it's, right. it's... You have to keep the dialogue very simple to reduce the possibility of getting an error, but still flexible enough, like in... The example that Instramatic had, it was like, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. All the, it wasn't yes. Yeah, so you have to keep the the dialogue short and simple, but still flexible enough. I mean, in the coffee example, what if they have alternative milk? Hey, we'll give you a free latte. Oh, oh I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'd like it, but please make it almond milk. Right. Just think about all the different milks. There's normally about five or six different milks and different ways and all these different options of making a cup of coffee now. Right. So I have a question. How frequently does it interrupt? How frequently do you get these adverts? That's another question. Are well, they going to come at you every every <laughs> every 10 minutes? I mean, ultimately, if this was success, yes, instead of passively watching an advert, you would interact with all of them. That would be the extreme. I certainly don't see that happening. I don't even know if this could. I don't even know how long it would be until this could actually be a thing. Well, and then think about all the different businesses that want to do an advert like that, that would want to use it that way. So it's not just about Espresso Joe. It's, you know, the laundromat and then the, the, the restaurant down the road. Or, you know, is it going to be linked to wherever you are or whatever you're doing? And then how many businesses are allowed to advertise to you? Maybe it, maybe it shows my demographic, but <laughs> when there, t- there are adverts that come on, they tend to be food-related, drink-related, automotive-related. Well, that's- I mean, uh, car, car companies and, and dealerships are huge advertisers. Don't forget pharmaceuticals. And I was about <laughs> to get to pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Would you like to try a free sample of our new drug that will may kill cause you. death? <laughs> And again, yeah. it needs to be cognizant of what you're doing. So if you are in a car or you are using navigation, in fact, navigation, I wonder if that really should be a use case 
you know, that it would be inserted. I, th- yeah. I could see some cases where it would work, but some cases where it wouldn't. I think it would have a better chance of working in cases where you're already using speech. So yes, in a car, if you're using speech recognition to find a destination or change a radio station, or if you're at home and you're interacting with your Alexa or Google Home, if you're already in kind of a speech mindset, right? then something like this would make more sense rather than I'm watching Netflix or... Right. Yeah. Now, the other element in all of this is the AI part of it. Mm-hmm. So in this example, yes, they didn't want the coffee at first. So the AI assumed then that they're not coffee drinkers and then right. offered them tea instead. They just might have just had a coffee. They might have been drinking a coffee already. They, you know, they they yeah might just not be in the mood that day. You know, we've seen in a lot of our research the difficulty that AI has in, in getting it right. And we talked about voice not being 100% accurate, and AI is far less accurate mm-hmm. in being able to predict exactly what it is that you want at any given point in time. Which again brings up this issue of, well, you're going to be wrong sometimes, and how is that going to impact the the value and the response that you get for your advertisement. To kind of bring this to a close, do you think at all that this is something that could work? Well, I think I think we've covered that a little bit. If if it's if it's done very carefully and definitely if it takes into account the task that's being done, the timing, the number of adverts that the, I mean the frequency of the adverts need to be yeah. looked at especially that would also be dependent on the task um, I think something like I could see a, a scenario where you're touring a, a museum or something and then maybe there's a coffee shop near you know in the museum and it's asking you you know that very same advert could be used in that case during a break as you're walking from one exhibit to another that kind of a use case seems timely seems appropriate perfect but if you had a a use case where you're in the car and then you have distraction to think about it's just going to harass people you know or if they're trying to just enjoy some music and of course error error recovery too as we talked about is another big issue there's a lot to work on there's there's a lot of issues i can certainly see a lot of backlash if they don't do certain things right i think there could be a place for this if everything that you said is taken into account if and privacy too i mean constantly logging what you're doing which is also something people are uncomfortable with it's creepy yep if it's uh the appropriate use case if they're already interacting with speech right. in some way so that they're kind of primed they're already primed interaction Mm -hmm. and they're already they're already frequent users of speech right and if it's kept short and sweet to where to minimize errors yeah to not get try and get not to try to get too fancy with ai because the the more complex you make it the more chance that you're going to be wrong and again bring that backlash toward your brand so i could see some niche use cases for this so would you like it if, for example, you're on a long no, drive? I would, I would not like it. You would not like it. Well, <laughs> let me give you an example, because Chris is a muffin lover. <laughs> so if you were on a long drive 
and there was a a great muffin a muffin shop <laughs> you're driving by but you uh, are using uh, your nav system uh, it i says, don't need the ad to tell me that i see it yeah. often. <laughs> <laughs> would that be an okay use case maybe it's it's i mean again it's this this reward thing that we spoke about earlier where it's not just about they're saving time or money. What if it's something they really, really want? Yeah, and that they could, want to be aware, of, made aware of. That could also be done without voice in that way. True. If, if it knows that I like muffins and and the <laughs> nav system has me going buy a top notch bakery that's got the best muffins in the area. Right, you already see it. Could it could already it could already surface a suggestion for me to do it visually. Yeah, true. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a speech interaction. Well, visually, though, that's eyes off road. You don't want a visual cue. If, if it does it when I'm programming the destination, Got it, it knows that I'm going to go buy that. Right. All right. It's time for condensed soup. Condensed soup. Boop, boop. So for today's condensed soup, let's talk about our best or worst predictive ad experience. That's a tough one because I get so many. <laughs> I get so many that aren't relevant. I, I know that there have been situations where me and my family have spoken about maybe buying something like a hot tub, and then all of a sudden I get hot tub adverts. And that to me, that creeps me out. So to me, just the fact that it does that makes me very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Whether it does it based on internet searches or it listens to what I'm saying, what, however it got that information that creeps me out. And I know from my research, I'm not the only one. It's something that really creeps people out. So I wish I could think of a funny one, but I don't have one. I just, I, I just ignore them, really. I try try and skip through them. I don't really pay much attention to them. Yeah, I try not to pay too much attention to them. Uh, for me, like if I'm birthday shopping for a little kid, you know, uh, birthday shopping for my nephew or niece, and I get some kind of kid's toy for them. Right. And now suddenly for the next week on Facebook, I'm getting right. these ads for, for these toys. And I just wish that they were smart enough to know that I already bought the thing. Yeah, and it's not appropriate to your... Uh, yeah, I research a lot before I make any kind of purchase for myself. Mm. And then once I buy it, then I start to see ads for it. And it's like, I've already... And half the time, it's the thing that I actually bought. There happens to be on Amazon, yeah, that yeah. that's true, where it'll be something that I've bought for a teenager and it comes up with those things for me as recommendations. Yeah, and there's nothing, no ad that's more useless than an ad for something that you already bought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, well, if you'd like to chat more about the user experience for AI, for voice HMI, if you want to send us questions or just reach out to say hi, you can email us at uxsoup, all one word, at strategyanalytics.com. The show notes on our podcast website, ux-soup.com, has links to our recent research. There you can also connect with Lisa and I on LinkedIn. A reminder that UX Soup is sponsored, as always, by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights in mobile, automotive, and the smart home by visiting strategyanalytics.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.